What is up, guys? It is Quinn here back with another fantasy football video, and we're going to continue talking about the topic that I went through yesterday. So yesterday, I talked about some low-risk, high-reward fantasy football options. So it was players going in like the 8th, ninth round, but I went through the running back and tight end positions. Today, I'll be going through the quarterbacks and the wide receivers, and these are very important picks because if you miss on someone in the 8th, ninth round, it's not going to be a massive deal. You know, you can miss on those picks and still be very competitive, but if you hit some high upside players there, along with your first, second, third round picks, you could really be building a top contender in redraft. So these picks are very, very valuable, and I'm going to talk about three players today that I think are low risk, you know, at their price, but have very, very high upside for fantasy football. While you guys are watching, if you're enjoying the content, just do me a huge favor, hit the like button, and then if you're not subscribed, subscribe to the channel. But let's just get right into it. And we're going to start it off with my only quarterback, and it is going to be Trey Lance. I am a big Trey Lance fan this season. Right now, he's being drafted as the quarterback 11, like an eighth round pick. And I just still think that rushing quarterbacks continue to be undervalued for fantasy football. I feel like real life football and then fantasy football kind of merge together here sometimes with quarterbacks where you're looking at a guy like Trey Lance. We've really never seen him, you know, as a consistent starter in the NFL. We don't know if he's going to be good. So we're kind of more hesitant to draft him in fantasy football, but you just straight up do not have to be a good quarterback. If you have that rushing upside, I'm going to talk about it, you know, up until the season, Jalen Hurts last year, he was not a good NFL quarterback. It's possible he's not even the Eagles quarterback heading into 2023, but he finished as the QB six in points per game. He didn't play super well. He had no weapons around him and was a mid-tier QB1 in his first year starting. Personally, I think the odds are very low that Trey Lance is like significantly worse than Jalen Hurts. Maybe he struggles, but we saw Jalen Hurts struggle. I just don't think you know Trey Lance is going to be much, much worse than Jalen Hurts. So really, he would have to totally suck to finish lower than this QB11 spot. Looking at Trey Lance, he was the much better prospect compared to Jalen Hurts. And as a player, I just think he has a significantly higher ceiling. We saw a pretty small sample size out of Trey Lance last season. So really not enough to kind of like predict what his stat line is going to be or even like his fantasy averages. But what we did see out of that small sample size was pretty encouraging. So basically he was the starter for like two and a half games, started two games on his own, came in at halftime in a third. And in those two and a half games, scored 54.1 fantasy points. I don't really think it's fair to put that in like a per game basis because that half game, like they were just throwing the ball a ton, pretty sure they were down. So it wasn't like a normal game script. So I don't think it'd be fair to, you know, do points per game with two and a half games. But in those two and a half games, he had 31 rush attempts. That is crazy high rushing usage. And with that, you know, he is going to put up impressive rushing numbers, probably up there with a guy like Jalen Hurts, probably not up in the Lamar Jackson range just because we know Jackson is fantastic, but he's going to be one of those guys. Like if he plays a full season, I bet he's probably top three in quarterback rushing yards. He's surrounded by very impressive weapons. George Kittle, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. These are players you can get the ball in their hands. They will make plays for you. Debo is a yak monster. Like he's not going to have to be making all these insane throws you know, slowly driving the ball down the field. These are big time playmakers in that offense. And I trust Kyle Shanahan to kind of put Trey Lance in position to succeed. So he really has a lot going for him. And for fantasy football, I really do believe that Trey Lance 
has top three quarterback potential. If we're looking at like the worst case scenario of this pick, like the risk involved here, the floor would basically be him not playing. Somehow the 49ers stick with Jimmy G, don't release him or trade him and let him start. I just think that is so unlikely. Like you spent all this capital on Trey Lance. Jimmy G showed that he really wasn't special. Like if Jimmy G, you thought you had a great shot to win the Super Bowl with him, I would understand. You got to go with Trey Lance now. Like Jimmy G was not it last season. So even if he struggles a little bit, you still just got to get him in there. And when we're looking at the fantasy football kind of quarterback landscape, it is so, so deep. There are a lot of quality options. So that makes me willing to take a shot on a guy like Trey Lance because you're drafting him as like a fringe quarterback one. It's not like you're spending a fifth, sixth, you know, seventh round pick on him. He's going in the eighth round and there are going to be quality streaming options every single week. So say he just goes out there, absolutely tanks, which I don't think is going to happen, but it's obviously in the realm of possibilities. Guys like Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, they're going as QB 14, QB 15. There are going to be some of these younger quarterbacks, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields. Some of those guys are going to play well. You know, they're bound to pop on a week to week basis. Other streaming options like Jameis Winston, like there are streaming options available. So you're not spending high draft capital. I think he has that crazy ceiling. And even if he busts, like there are going to be other options out there that can fill into your lineup as like fringe QB1s. So for me, I really feel like Trey Lance is the perfect low risk, high reward fantasy football pick. Now, moving over to the wide receivers, I want to talk about Sky Moore here. He's been drafted as the wide receiver 43, also going in the eighth round, just like Trey Lance. And I feel like the ceiling here is pretty clear. If he has the opportunity to be the Chiefs wide receiver one, that is an incredibly valuable position in an offense. That wide receiver room is wide open. Tyreek Hill is gone. They bring in all these new weapons, Sky Moore, MVS, Juju. So right, there's no guarantee that Sky Moore is going to be the guy, going to be the wide receiver one. But I mean, there are clear red flags here with the other options, Juju and MVS. Juju's production has totally fallen off since he had that monster 2018. Everyone thought he was going to be one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. He really fell off. And a big reason for that was Antonio Brown was gone and he really could not operate as the wide receiver one. So I don't know if we're ready to project him as the wide receiver one in this offense. I don't think he's a bad fantasy pick. Like I think he probably is the best shot of being the most productive guy but he's also going well before Sky Moore. So, you know, the risk reward there is different. And then for MVS, like some people are hyping him up. I feel like he's going to have a few big games. He has never gone for over 700 yards in a season, and he has played with Aaron Rodgers. Like if you're not getting it done with A-Rod, like even though he's in a great situation here, is he all of a sudden going to be in a thousand yard receiver just because he goes from Rodgers to Patrick Mahomes? I feel like he's going to have a few big games, but I don't think he's going to be the wide receiver one of this team. Looking at Sky Moore, very successful college career. He performed in all three years, you know, solid production as a freshman, and then he went on improved in both his sophomore and junior seasons. Very good athlete, solid route runner, great at the catch point. So I feel like he has all the tools to step in and produce right away. We've seen the last few years, if rookies are talented enough and they are given the opportunity, they will produce in year one. You know, these rookie wide receivers have become more and more interesting for fantasy football because it used to be like maybe a slow year one, then a really nice year two breakout. These guys can produce from day one, and it is very rare for a top wide receiver prospect to have such a great landing spot. I know Sky Moore kind of fell into the mid late second round, but I feel like a lot of people had him ranked a lot higher in terms of a wide receiver prospect 
So if he is ready to go, if he has the talent I believe he does have, I really would not be shocked if he finishes like a top 24 wide receiver. And he's also someone who could kind of build throughout the season. Maybe he starts out a little slow, then is giving you those huge weeks down the stretch. And right now being drafted as the wide receiver 43, like you're not going to find wide receiver fours who have that kind of realistic upside. So I'm a big fan of Sky Moore this season. And now the third and final player, another wide receiver, it is going to be Michael Gallup. He's being drafted as the wide receiver 54, a 10th round pick. And with Amari Cooper gone, like Michael Gallup is the wide receiver too in this offense. He is locked in. The concern here is not with Michael Gallup as the player, it's the ACL. Obviously, he tore his ACL later in the uh, 2021 season, and it kind of seems like a long shot. He's ready by week one. Not saying it's impossible, but right now it definitely seems unlikely. I feel like with some of these ACL tears, Godwin, Gallup, maybe I'm being a little optimistic, but some people are like, oh, you know, draft Godwin, Gallup, and then they'll be back week nine. Like, I feel like that's being pretty pessimistic. Like, it's possible that Gallup misses four or five weeks. Like, even if he's missing four or five weeks, you stash him on your IR. I think he will be worth it when he gets back because this role in the offense is wide open for him. Like, are we really going to have James Washington or Jalen Tolbert come in and like take over as the wide receiver too? I don't think they're super legit threats. Like, I'm fine taking a shot on Tolbert late in drafts because I think the value is there, even if he's like the wide receiver three. But I do not think he's going to compete with Michael Gallup. The Cowboys are an offense that likes to spread the ball around. I do believe they will have two very fantasy relevant wide receivers. Obviously, C.D. Lamb is one. I think Michael Gallup will be the second one. Just looking back at the last three years, the Cowboys wide receiver two has averaged 14 points per game. If you look at 14 points per game last year, that's like a fringe wide receiver two. Very, very solid production. And then if you look at Michael Gallup's lone season as the wide receiver two in this offense, he balled out. Average 15.2 points per game. That was before they went out and drafted C.D. Lamb. And since then, you know, not going to lie, Gallup's been pretty disappointing. Not a great fantasy option. But that really just boils down to him being buried on the depth chart behind Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb. The Cowboys wide receiver room was stacked. And it is very rare for fantasy football that there are like handcuff wide receivers. You know, you can have handcuff running backs because running back, you know, talent matters. But really, like if you're getting volume, you're going to put up fantasy production. It is not the same for wide receivers. Like you see Devontae Adams go down. It's not like Alan Lazard is going to step up and get the same opportunities that he did, right? It's totally different. But in this case, like you know Michael Gallup can be a top wide receiver two on an offense. Like he was probably the best wide receiver three in the league, I guess behind like Antonio Brown last season. But that was just insane. So if one of those guys went down, I do believe he would step in and produce very, very well. But heading into this season, I just believe the Cowboys wide receiver two spot is going to be a very valuable role. Even if it is a shortened season, he's playing 12, 13 games. I think you'll get a lot out of those opportunities. And he's going in the same range as like Tyler Boyd, Rondell Moore, Kenny Galladay, like Boyd's the locked in wide receiver three. Rondell Moore has done nothing in the NFL yet. Maybe he takes a jump, but I mean, not even close to something that Michael Gallup has done. And then Kenny Galladay was horrible last year. So in this range, I feel like a guy who could be like a fringe wide receiver too when he's healthy, I feel like you got to take the swing here. You miss on a 10th round pick. Who cares? You know, it's not elite draft capital. So those are the three players. Got Trey Lance. We have Michael Gallup. And then we had Sky Moore. That is going to wrap it up for this one. 
Thank you guys for stopping by. If you haven't seen the other low risk, high reward video, go check that out. Talk some running backs and tight ends. Thank you again. And I'll see you guys in the next one.